Hello, hello everyone. I'm Lexi Lombard and today I'm going to be teaching you a lesson. A lesson that I'm learning right alongside of you. So I'm going to put on my teacher hat and I'm going to be Miss Lombard today. And we're going to be discussing burnout. I think a lot of people are feeling this right now. And if you're not going through it now, I am going to go on a limb and say inevitably at some point or another you will. And this episode will be here for you to refer back to. It's hitting me in the face right now. I already was feeling it. And then I got a call. We have a family emergency. We lost we lost a Lombard. Um, I don't want to talk about this right now. Um, there's another death in my family this week, which is, it sucks. Another heart attack and completely out, completely out of the blue. Um, my uncle Carlos passed away two and a half days ago at just heart attack. My aunt was making him dinner. He said he wanted breakfast for dinner. She was popping out to say, do you want toast or English muffins? Okay, they'll be ready in four minutes. Comes out. It's just, I come from a small family. Wow. Okay. Therapy? We'll get into burnout. Uh, just want to paint the picture that I was already just under the stress of the end of the year, tying loose ends. Um, but I come from a family of 14, and we lost my mom last year and my uncle this year, and my grandfather has passed, uh, and we're down to 11. It's just, it sucks. It sucks. And Uncle Carlos, Carlos was the funny bone of the family. He was brilliant, an entrepreneur. Who is calling me right now? It's probably family. Oh, it's Morgan. Yeah, it's my cousin. Hi, what's up? Bye. Okay, so that's that's a little glimpse of what my life has been. Just constant calls from family every few minutes, it feels. Because um, we're all just trying to hold each other up. <sighs> it sucks. It sucks. Okay, so with the inevitable holiday season coming up which can stress a lot of people out because their normal routine is happening simultaneously with all the added responsibilities or festivities whatever way you want to look at it I'm trying not to be the Grinch uh but having that on top and I'm about to fly back to the east coast I just got back I just got back and in my last episode I was talking about how I'm excited to get back into the groove and get back into a routine establish some sort of normalcy for myself and uh for whatever reason, that's not going to be my scenario yet. And so I did what I do best. I went to the bookstore. I was like, there's got to be something for this. Mm-hmm, we're going to find something on burnout for sure. There will be something. Books are medicine to me amongst a ton of other things. And I found this book, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. I'm halfway through and I have been scribbling in it like someone trying to create a lesson plan because I certainly need one and I know that the personal is the universal and ladies and gentlemen, girls, gays, and mays, we are going to learn today about actionable steps we can take for burnout and I'm going to walk you through it because I have found this to be immensely helpful. Abstract ideas are fantastic and they have their time and they serve their purpose and they have their place. However, I was in crisis mode, (laughs) you know, verge of a meltdown at any moment. I'm pretty sure my entire family were on the verge of a meltdown at any moment, and it doesn't need to be this extreme. I just happen to have a podcast that I share interpersonal details with you, 
However, you could be in finals week. I mean, I've thanked my lucky stars hundreds of times that I'm not also in school right now. It's a lot to bear and we're going to get through it because not every chapter of our life is heavy, but not every chapter of our life is light. Let's talk about burnout and what you will be experiencing during it. One of the components of burnout is emotional exhaustion. And emotional exhaustion is the fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long. I'm sure a lot of us have been there. I certainly have. Another component to burnout is depersonalization. And this is the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. And then there's the decreased sense of accomplishment. So this is the unconquerable sense of feeling that nothing you do makes any difference and that in combination ladies and gentlemen girls gays and days is burnout we're exhausted we've been caring too much for too long to the point that we don't even have any more empathy or compassion left in us because we are completely depleted and then there's the feeling that nothing we do makes any difference anymore and those are not facts Those are symptoms of these exhaustions and fatigue. And you can gain your energy back and you can get out of this stress cycle and you can start feeling like your actions do make a difference and you can gain your compassion and caring and empathetic nature back. It just is important to recognize when you're feeling these things, these are symptoms of burnout and that may be what you are experiencing. So in short, emotions are tunnels and if you go all the way through them, you get to the light at the end and I think it's really important to know that emotions in themselves are not what creates exhaustion. Exhaustion happens when we're getting stuck in an emotion. I'm gonna say that for the people in the back. Emotions in themselves are not exhausting. Exhaustion happens when we get stuck in an emotion and what we need to do to get out of that is we need to complete this stress cycle. The book makes a big point to make sure that the reader knows that there is a significant difference between stress and stressors, stressors being what causes or exacerbates the stress, and the stress is a symptom of those stressors. For example, a stressor would be being chased by a lion. You know, the stress is not the lion. The lion is the stressor. The stress is you fearing what this line could do to you. So you're being chased by a line, what do you do? You run. And when you're stressed out in the 21st century, what do you do? I don't know, numb yourself out? Have yourself one too many glasses of wine? You you eat until you can't feel your feelings anymore? You start a show on Netflix so you can't think about your own life because you're too invested in the characters of others. Now, caveat to this, of course, time and place, these are um, indulgent luxuries from time to time. But if this is the majority of your existence, it's time to complete this stress cycle. So no, you're you're not running from a lion, but you might have a very frustrating boss or coworker or family member that you're coming into contact with a lot and they're bringing a ton of stress. And though you can't physically run from them, what are you going to do? In the scenario of the lion, this book says that you run back to your village until the village sees that you're being chased by a lion and everyone gathers together and they kill the lion 
and then you guys have a sense of relief because you are safe and the lion is not going to get you anymore and that completed the cycle. The stress was presented but it ended. The stress is over in your body because you saw that the lion was dead. Now that's not that's not the scenario anymore and I'm guilty of trying to intellectualize my stress or trying to talk to myself through my stress by saying, I know we're stressed, but we can handle this. This is fine. We are okay. Everything is okay. I am safe. But my body doesn't speak English. My body speaks body language. So I need to do something for my body. I need to do something physiologically for my body to understand that it is okay. So it can be anything. It can be dancing around your room, singing to the new SZA album, shaking your ass, anything that's going to get your body breathing deeply, anywhere between 20 and 60 minutes a day does it for most folks. But even just standing up from your chair, taking a deep breath, tensing all the muscles for 20 seconds, and then shaking it out with a big exhale is an excellent start. They also referenced a girl who hated exercise. She hates moving her body. It's just not her thing she gets injured or is just not having a great time for whatever reason she just doesn't like to exercise so if that's you while you're laying in bed tighten all of your muscles clench all of your muscles and hold for 20 seconds and then shake them out with a big exhale do that handful of times i mean give yourself a minute and a half to do that golden we all have a minute and a half but i personally know that I'm a more higher energy person and I could find myself falling into like the 20 to 60 minutes a day. That's been really, really important to me. There is research proving again and again how beneficial physical activity and exercise is to the body and just another thing to add to the list that physical activity is the single most efficient strategy for completing the stress cycle. This doesn't mean that there aren't other ways to complete the stress cycle. This is just the most efficient way. And I have found this to be incredibly beneficial to me this week and in many chapters of my life. Initially, when I am burnt out, I'm emotionally exhausted, I'm in the thick of it, I want to lay in bed and sleep all day. There's nothing I want to do besides eat, sleep, eat, sleep, eat, sleep. I don't want to leave the house. I don't want fresh air. I don't want sunshine. I want darkness. Sometimes even sounds get overwhelming. Like I will, I was trying to watch YouTube videos. I was trying to watch TV and it, it was irritating me. It's truly just food and sleep for me. But then once I can get out of just survival mode into existence, I'm not, I'm not living yet, and I found my way into a Pilates studio. I've gone twice this week. And I will say that it has probably made the most massive difference because I got my heart rate up. By the way, Legree is no joke. Oh my god, I'm getting another call. Guys, I'm telling you, this is this is my life right now. Sorry about that. Wow. <laughs> this is just such a such a picture. Um you're really getting moment to moment exactly what my life is, how it is right now. What was I saying? That I found myself in a workout class twice this week. Now, it took me several days to get there, I'll say. I did the whole bare minimum, hardly surviving, trying my best thing for a few days, and then I finally mustered up the courage. But simultaneously, I think I hit a point where I'm, I'm bored. It's not, maybe boredom is not the correct word. I haven't examined this too much. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I made myself a to-done list. This was eh, not as effective as I was hoping it would be, but it was nice. A to-done list is when you feel like you're not getting any, nothing you're doing has any impact. I wanted to prove to myself that I had done some things this week and I made a list. I said that I went to the grocery store, I took two showers, I did the dishes twice, I filled my tank up with gas, I read 100 pages, I went to therapy, I picked up my medication, I bought a dress for the funeral, I bought my aunt a present, I recorded a podcast. Now I can say that I've recorded a podcast twice this week, because obviously the funeral is on Monday and that's normally when I record, so I'll be out of town, which is why I'm here on a Friday. I didn't say that because I didn't feel like it was necessary. The listener doesn't need to know that, but here we are. I, I had a meeting for work. <laughs> My work has been really, whoo, okay, we're, tr- <laughs> you haven't seen an episode in a while, huh? Yeah, that's because she's going through it. I got my car washed. I also got wellness shots every single day. I managed to get myself to the store and I don't care if you don't think wellness shots do anything. I've been taking them every day because I've been sick. I was sick for weeks and clearly the stress is not helping my immune system in any capacity. Um, But I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) All to say that I took my days of doing nothing and then found myself with the courage because it wasn't energy. It was not. I did not have the energy. I don't have an energy. I don't have energy to go on a walk. I don't have energy to hang out with people. I found the courage to get myself to a workout studio, and it was a very physically beneficial and mentally beneficial way to spend my time. Even though watching TV is easier and taking a nap is easier, if you can muster up the courage to get your body moving, or as I said, even just clenching all your muscles while you're in bed for 20 seconds, there's a lot that that actually can help with completing this stress cycle. Because you need your body, as I said, the body doesn't speak English, it speaks body language. Your body needs to know physically that it's okay. Telling it it's okay, the body's not going to realize that. So, exercise, most efficient way. There are other ways to complete the cycle. Breathing, deep, slow breaths, that down regulates the stress response, especially when the exhalation is long and slow, slow enough that your belly contracts. Now, breathing isn't the most effective when your stress is really high, but if your stress is really high, breathing can be sort of like cutting off that like top layer and, and lowering it a little bit. It's not going to eliminate it, but it's, it's going to help. It's going to help. A simple practice that I always do is breathing in for four, holding for four, exhaling for four. We can do that together right now. We're going to breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four. Ready? Breathe in. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. 
I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti bee and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code LEXI, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y-M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com. And use the code LEXI for 15% off today. could even hear in my inhale that I'm I'm holding my breath. It wasn't a very smooth inhale. Okay, we're going to try again. Breathe in. I have a booger, I think. <laughs> probably. It's like probably a mucus because I'm probably... I'm so sick of being sick. So sick of being stressed. This is why you need to worry about every day. <laughs> this is why you need to breathe, deep breathe every day. This is why we need to connect with our loved ones every day. Uh, okay, breathe in. Bugger and all, I don't care. Breathe in. Breathe in. Did calm me down, I'll say that, because I started getting a little riled up there for a second. But even just one minute, two minutes of breathing taking this time we only did it three times even just a couple times you can do as many as you like but just do a few other ways to complete the cycle positive social interactions laughter affection you know i'm sure you've heard of the 20 second hug they also mentioned a relationship researcher who suggested to kiss your partner every day for at least six seconds because six seconds is too long to kiss someone that you resent or dislike and it's far too long to kiss someone that you feel unsafe with so it's a great way of telling your body that you do like and trust someone another one a big old cry if you're not a crier i'm not much of a crier so when I feel the tears welling and I can get myself to a place where I can truly bawl and I can wail, that relief that happens after you're done crying, you know that you completed the stress cycle. You got it out. And I complained about that earlier this year, which I had my cry while I was home back in Virginia. I was in hysterics. I cried and I cried and I cried and I got it out and that felt really good. And then another one, creative expression. Engaging in creative activities today leads to more energy, excitement, and enthusiasm for tomorrow is what they said. Painting, sculpting, music, theater, storytelling in all forms. 
even music. I believe they talked about that. I wonder if that's in here. Essentially, each day, we need to deal with the stress so that we can be well enough to face another day with stressors. Just because you've dealt with the stressor, that doesn't mean that you've dealt with the stress itself and you have to deal with the stress by completing the cycle or it's going to slowly kill you. We know that stress is horrible. Uh, physical activity is the single most effective strategy for completing the cycle, even if it's jumping up and down or a good old cry. Affection, a kiss, a hug, snuggling after sex, helpless laughter, writing, drawing, singing, whatever gives you a safe space to move through the emotional cycle of stress. And then wellness is the freedom to move fluidly through these cycles of being human. And wellness is not just a state of being, it's a state of action. Now, the next chapter introduces us to the mo- no okay that was just paranoia my phone wasn't ringing i just pretended it was in my head that's nice okay because it's only been a few minutes and if there's three phone calls <sighs> catch me at home after this doing some jumping jacks catch me doing jumping jacks in front of my car before i leave the studio oh my god <sighs> Okay, needed that stretch. So in the next chapter, they introduce us to what they refer to as the monitor. And this is this discrepancy reducing, increasing feedback loop. <laughs> and that's a little confusing. So they call it the monitor, but it's the brain's mechanism that decides whether to keep trying or to give up. And this is interesting because this shows why we get stressed. So for example, you're driving to the mall and it's supposed to take 20 minutes to get to the mall. And then you're hitting every single red light and you pass an accident and all of a sudden 45 minutes pass, you're still not at the mall. Your monitor knows what your goal is and how much effort that you invest into that goal and how much progress you're making. So the simple goal was to drive to the mall and it usually takes 20 minutes, but now that it's taking so much longer, you're annoyed and you're frustrated and you're pissed off. You're so mad. You just want to get out of your car. You don't even care to be at the mall. You don't even ever want to go to the mall ever again. This is the monitor. If you sit there long enough, this emotional shift happens in you and your monitor switches from your goal being attainable to unattainable. Even though it's something very simple, like, okay, your expectation didn't meet reality, it's taking you twice as long to get to the mall. Having this monitor switch, <laughs> it pushes you off an emotional cliff into a pit of despair. <laughs> you feel helpless. You might end up, it, you know those moments, it's just the straw breaks the camel's back. You hit a red light and you're like, I'm about to lose it. I might start sobbing. You might even start sobbing. You just want to go home. You can't do anything. You just sit there and you're stuck. That's because your monitor was off. I think there's something reassuring next time I'm in that scenario where I'm just running a quick errand and it's taking me two, three times as long as it's supposed to. I feel like, why am I getting so upset about this? Like almost irrationally upset. It's because our monitor's off. The thing that I found most valuable from this is that when you're planning for your day, you're planning for a goal, you're planning for you're planning for your week, you have a particular goal you're trying to achieve. Inevitably, there are going to be times where your monitor's off and you thought something was going to take you an hour and it's taking you four. So in your plan for your week, for your goal, you need to build in completing the cycle into your plan. And I'm going to start doing that. So for example, if I have 
a podcast to record and this has happened to me before where I get home and the audio file has been corrupted and an hour-long episode only has 10 minutes of audio, I have to go back into the studio and I have to either record it all again or find a new topic because it's hard to kind of repeat the same things with the same emotion that you said them the first time. I'm not an actress, I'm a podcaster, I'm not repeating lines. It's it's hard to do that in this particular scenario. So I'm going to start building, completing the cycle where if that happens, Shadi, we're signing up for a workout class. It's not intuitive to plan for managing the stress that's caused by the problems that are going to occur but this can prevent us from stress building up and up and up to the point of burnout it's similar to doing the dishes you know you got a beautiful clean empty sink then you make yourself a cup of coffee so there's a mug in there and maybe you have a sandwich so then there's a plate in there and then at the end of the day you just put that mug in the plate in the dishwasher boom you're back to a perfect clean sink but if it piles up and up and up it becomes a lot less manageable and it's really frustrating to look at a full sink of dishes than it is to just see a mug and a plate and then get that out so we have to do that with our stress Then there's a whole chapter about positive reappraisal. I'm not going to harp on this because (laughs) it's just not what I wanted to hear at the moment, but I'll give you a little insight. Just essentially that positive reappraisal is um, sort of the satisfaction that we get from doing something very difficult, but there's caveats to it because you're not going to feel really rewarded once you get to the mall after waiting in a ton of traffic. It's when you know that you're setting yourself up for a difficult task and then you actually get through it. Your body obviously becomes stronger, your mind becomes stronger, and strength is the body's response to doing something effortful. And it's the it's why we feel a lot better about ourselves when we make the harder choice that is ultimately going to be more rewarding. Similar to your sink filling up with tons and tons of dishes, when emotionally I've got a full sink of dishes and I've had something really horrible happen to me, I've been betrayed by a friend or I've been, I don't know, blindsided by something that I wasn't expecting and I so badly want to be the bigger person so I say to myself, I'm not going to let it get to me, I'm going to be the bigger person. But if something matters, it should get to you and it should activate a stress response. The stress response cycle that they're talking about, that should be activated. And so if you're not dealing with it, if you want to be the bigger person, I'm learning as I age that being the bigger person does not mean pretending like this didn't affect you at all because you're stronger than that. It's dealing with it on your own clock and not retaliating, but you need to deal with it. You need to deal with it. I can't tell you how many times that I've just been quote-unquote the bigger person by actually not dealing with the problem and then something of the sort but probably to a far less degree happens and then I explode and all the resentments from the past betrayals and hardships come out no 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 that's not being the bigger person that's avoiding your feelings and letting stress build up so if you notice yourself acting as though you're fine when you're deeply distressed help yourself or ask for help So the TLDR for this chapter was frustration happens when our progress towards a goal feels more effortful than we expect it to be. You can manage your frustration by using planful problem solving for stressors that you can control 
and positive reappraisal for stressors that you can't control. So um, the problem solving would be using the GPS to see if there's a better way or to call a friend to entertain yourself during the extra time that it's taking. And then the positive reappraisal is when we're doing something that ultimately is going to bring us satisfaction, you know, climbing a mountain. It's not going to be easy, but you're going to feel really good about it. That's positive reappraisal. And then when we're struggling, we may reach a point of oscillating between frustrated rage and helpless despair. And the solution is to choose the right time to give up, which might be now or it might be never. But either way, the choice puts you back in the driver's seat. And when it comes to deciding whether or not you should give up on something, I always say your intuition is going to tell you whether or not you should. You know deep down. But if you're not super in tune with that yet... It's really um, beneficial to ask yourself, what are the benefits of continuing? What are the benefits of quitting? What are the costs of continuing? What are the costs of quitting? And then, as they said, it doesn't matter if you're continuing or if you're quitting. Making that choice puts you back in the driver's seat. And in terms of things to quit or to continue, this could be something like your job or it could be a relationship with a friend, a family member, a partner whether it's time to continue putting in the effort because it's worth it or realize that your effort is is not going to pay off and it's time to let it go. What I have a hard time with, I get really stuck on, is when these things are happening over and over again. I need to figure out why. I need to know why it's happening. I need to know the meaning why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? What purpose is this serving? And that really shows the power of meaning. We can tolerate any suffering if we know why. And not knowing why in itself is a profound type of suffering. So the chapter about meaning really spoke to me because I want to find my why and it helps me move on um, or move through certain parts of my life let's talk wellness ladies i know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically these ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the at Lexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code Lexi at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R m-a-r-c-h-e dot com and use code lexi for 20 percent off your first order okay i'm gonna get a little sad girl for a second but mother's day is around the corner and if your mother is still in your life a really unique gift that you could get is my life in a book how it works is that every week mylifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email these can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask and then she can either type her response or record her voice. And My Life in a Book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. 
So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code Lexi at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M-Y-L-I-F-E-I-N-A-B-O-O-K.com and use code Lexi for 10% off today. And I love that they made a point to say that some moments of our lives feel intensely meaningful and others feel meaning neutral. And that's okay. Meaning comes and goes. Not every chapter of our life is going to be incredibly meaningful, but it's beautiful when we have these really meaningful moments, even if they are tragic. And this is similar to what I was discussing before about the difference between the satisfaction that you feel when you're doing something to develop the best in yourself, like you're taking yourself to a workout class versus watching TV for seven hours. It's the difference between bettering yourself and seeking pleasure. And seeking pleasure is nice here and there. I don't want to like keep giving caveats to everything that I'm saying because some people do seek pleasure in the form of doing something very meaningful because doing something meaningful does bring pleasure. But in this instance, I'm speaking about seeking pleasure in a very immediate gratification sense. Taking the easier route over and over and over again is going to make you feel worse about yourself than the effort that it's going to take to do the more meaningful choice. So when we're doing something really difficult and we don't know why, finding the why can make doing said difficult thing a lot more manageable. It is super easy to feel burnt out when you are exerting all this energy for no goddamn reason. For example, I know that all of these feelings and this time that I'm spending talking to my family on the phone and buying a funeral outfit and and getting a gift and flying across the country again after just being there, I know why, which makes the suffering a lot easier. I think when we're in a funk and we don't really know why, that's where things can be a lot more difficult. Now I'm absolutely burnt out because I've passed my threshold. I thought I was keeping the sink clean. I thought I was completing the cycle. I'm not. I'm not. And I need to do a lot more of that to heal myself. Let me just say, yo. And for those of you who are in that funk and you don't really know why, maybe it could be because you've been focusing too much time on yourself and a great way to make meaning is to engage with something larger than yourself. So one way to engage with something larger than yourself could be to pursue a really ambitious goal. Like, I'm going to find a cure for a disease. I'm going to run for Congress. I am going to start an organization in my community to help it in whatever way that is. It could be pouring energy into your loved ones, you know, raising your kids so they know that they're loved no matter what, or loving and supporting your partner with immense kindness it could be in service to something of your higher self some sort of spiritual liberation or or glorifying god um it could be something totally different just there's no right or wrong answer in terms of finding meaning those are just examples of finding something larger than yourself and if you don't really know what that is a great question to ask yourself is what am i doing when i feel most powerful it could be swimming it could be designing jewelry it could be speaking i know that i feel my most powerful 
when I'm using my words, when I'm communicating through writing or through speaking, I definitely know that that is where my strengths lie. By God, if I can't do anything else, I can articulate a thought that may be yours. It could be something completely different. It could be research. It could be exploration. It could be being a mother. You know, whatever that is for you, just take note of that. And then there's a whole component that I personally don't have the energy to get into called human giver syndrome that I was not familiar with prior. I don't know what they created it or not. The lowdown on it is essentially something that a lot of women are guilty of where we feel that we have this moral obligation to give our humanity and give it cheerfully and our our goal, our biggest goal in this life is to be pretty and happy and calm and generous and attentive for the needs of others. And we need to do it all with a smile on our face where men are often given the obligation in this world, you have to be your whole self. Whereas a lot of times when women are being... <sighs> it's just like, I don't want to talk about this because it's particularly frustrating. I haven't finished the book. I started this book yesterday, so I'm only halfway through. So instead of a human being, you're a human giving. A lot of times when women are told to like be a woman, it means you owe it to your loved ones and your family in this world and even to yourself to be pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive to the needs of others. You need to be aware of what's going on around you and be of service. And that's so exhausting. So in the sense of doing something larger than yourself, to give yourself a sense of purpose, to feel like you're doing something, you might be guilty of only doing things for others. No, no, no. That's going to exhaust you. It's going to exhaust you. I believe that all humans have a moral obligation to be, okay? It is amazing to give, but if you're only giving, you're going to be empty soon enough. So do you suffer from human giver syndrome? The first symptom, as I said, that you need to be pretty and happy and calm and generous and attentive to the needs of others all the time, to your partner, to your family, to your world. The next symptom is believing that any failure to be pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive makes you a failure as a person. The third symptom is believing that your failure means that you deserve punishment. And the last symptom is believing that these are not symptoms, but normal and true ideas. And I'll say it, I do believe that it's, it's my job to be happy and calm and generous and attentive and pretty. And if I'm not doing those things, I am a failure and I deserve to be punished. And these are not symptoms, but normal and true ideas. So I'm guilty, super, super guilty. So the TLDR of this chapter is that meaning in life is good for you. And you make meaning by engaging with something larger than yourself, whether that's ambitious goals, service to the divine, or loving relationships, or whatever else. And then human giver syndrome is a collection of personal and cultural beliefs and behaviors that insist that some people's only meaning in life comes from being pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive to the needs of others. And the stress response cycle, the monitor, and the meaning are all resources that you carry with you to battle against the real enemy. And we will get into what the real enemy is next time because I think we've really given a lot to work with today. I know there's a lot of information to get into. Ultimately, it's not our fault that we're being burnt out. It is really hard to avoid. But we will develop a toolkit and we will conquer it 
and not every chapter of our life is going to look like this, but it's important to be ready and have resources when times like this occur. And I'm right there with you in the trenches. I am. (laughs) I feel stuck in the mud and I'm trying so hard to climb my way out. And I will continue knowing that it's not my job to be of service to others all the time. I need to also be of service to myself. But if I have been just of service to myself, maybe it's fine. Maybe it's time that I find something larger. I also think it's important to know when I'm getting overly stressed out in an irrational way that maybe my monitor was just off. And when it comes to stress, telling myself I'm okay or telling myself to be the bigger person but not actually dealing with things is not actually working through the problem. And I need to complete these stress cycles by exerting myself physically or singing at the top of my lungs or hugging someone tightly And we are going to get through this. And I love you all so much. And thank you for listening. If you liked this style of episode, I'd love to hear. Send me a little DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Lexi. L-E-X-I-E. L-E-X-I-E. A lot of you spell my name L-E-X-I. And I take irrational offense to it. There's an E there. So never forget it. (laughs) Okay. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. XOXO. Lexi.